Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Okay, so welcome to the Truth to Power show on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are streaming live uh, for a portion of the show. So um, we're recording in 100 Bogart Street in Bushwick, New York. Great, great. So we're here with um, Grey Wolf from Death by Piano. What's up? Hey, hey. So um, Death by Piano is a Brooklyn-based duo comprised of singer-keyboardist Kaylin Lister and producer-instrumentalist Grey Wolf. Death by Piano mixes the sounds of their native borough, electronic beats, distinctive analog instrumentation, and thick brew of strings and synths. Sifted through their reconstructive filter, centered by Kaylin's voice and expansive, uh, lush voice. Okay, great. So we're here with uh, De- uh, Death uh, Gray Wolf. I keep saying Death Wolf, but it's <laughs> probably another possible name. But I like uh, yeah, I like the I like the name Gray Wolf. And uh, so why don't we start off with uh, Death by Piano and how you started the band? How you guys started the band? Kaylin couldn't come here today, but uh, it's good to have you and welcome. Thank you, thank you. So good to be here. Uh, so yeah, so let's talk about the origin a little bit. Um, Kaylin and I used to be in another band um, a few years back, and um, and it was funny because you know these things always come up so casually. Um, you know, the two of us always loved electronic music, and uh, would o- often joke about starting some sort of side project. And uh, one day she comes up to me and blurts out, "All right." It's going to be called Death by Piano. That's the name of the project. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool name. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever, you know, hypothetical project. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some time goes by, band breaks up. And, uh, you know, immediately she hits me up and she goes, well, how about this Death by Piano thing? And I was like, well, you know, let's do it. And, uh, you know, here we are. Good, good. So um, tell us a little bit more about um, the... the uh, collaboration aspects of it and your roles all right so um this is a very collaborative project probably the most collaborative project i've done to date um and it's cool because you know um a lot of times i'll I'll send kaylin a track um or an instrumental and um you know she'll in her own space fill in you know vocal parts and melodies um and synths and such and it'll kind of be this creative volley that'll happen um over the course of weeks, uh, maybe months. And, and it's cool, like, um, because as collaborative as it is, we both kind of get to live with the material in our own space. So um, it get, becomes very personal. Good, good. So now the, uh, some of the reviews I was reading, I, I came to listen to your band play, but also just uh, looking at the reviews and what they were saying about it. Uh, they sometimes turn it as a synth pop newer. We're going to listen to a song in a little bit, but I believe you, you've put the genre as dark wave, right? Can you talk a little bit about the genre and the influences? Yes. Oh man. All right. So, so dark wave. So a few influences. Um, well, um, before influences, uh, I'll give you the reasons yeah. behind the name itself. Um, so, you know, obviously dark's a given, um, you know, our music, yeah. uh, it, it comes from, it comes from a dark place. I mean, even more specifically it comes from a very personal place. Mm. And, um, and, you know, I like to think that our music's about real life, not about some sort of, uh, you know, fictional story. So, you know, you're going to get um, the ugliness and the darkness, but, you know, you're going to get light, too. Um, so you have the dark part. And then the wave, um, we, we draw a lot of influence from hip hop, um, from synth pop, um, and even from, you know, EDM music. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of put all those, those subgenres together. Um, and to us, that's dark wave. Electronic dance music was it you're referring to EDM. Is it electronic dark or electronic dance or what is what is EDM again? Yeah, you know that's I guess it's kind of a blanket term, but yeah, like you know when I say EDM, like you know I'm thinking of uh, electronic, like uh, you know like like trap music. Trap music, okay. Yeah. You know, good, good. So um, now, growing up, what kind of music did you listen to, or what was your influences like? Is it and how did it change over the years? Oh man, so. I'd say like the first music I really enjoyed was was punk rock. Uh huh. Um, at what age? At uh, I started really getting into music around like eleven years old. I started yeah. getting really interested in music. Um, so yeah, punk rock was the first thing because it was so accessible. Like it was it was really easy, and uh, I started playing the bass. That was my first instrument. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it, it was super easy. I mean, within three months, I was in a band, and uh, you know, we're playing like at, at twelve or what was this? When was this? Oh man, I was like, yeah, I was like twelve years old. Oh wow! And uh, you know, I'm starting to like you know, playing like in a garage or whatever. Yeah. And um, it was there. There's something so accessible and so um, kind of just like easy about it. Like you know, you could jump right into it. So that attracted me, and then I guess even more than that, the energy. And I guess like the the aggression about it, like there's something very, um, so we're cathartic yeah. about the music. So that that drew me in further. So um, that was definitely like the earliest of my influence. Good, good. So um, and I, I had a change over the years after that. Oh yeah. man. So um, so over the years, um, I started to to become less close minded and less because <laughs> it was just all like oh just, just just punk rock just you know that's all i want to listen to yeah um you know that was the click i was part of and then you know i started to branch out and listen to you know hip-hop and you know just uh progressive music and and even like jazz yeah. and uh you know i started to really branch out in terms of taste and um you know it, it was it was interesting about like because you know you think about punk and you think about the subgenres like that became emo and that became hardcore and then that became like i guess quote unquote indie yeah and you know from there you know it kind of has just exploded and become almost amorphous in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. which i think is kind of cool um and everyone's crossing over so i guess that's kind of how i guess like the timeline of my influence Good, good. So we're going to end the live stream in a, in a minute or two. But I just want to say, uh, you're so releasing your EP today, which is the countdown, right? It's going to be available on all these different platforms like, uh, I guess, Bandcamp, iTunes and a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be available everywhere. Uh, yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, good, good. Uh, Bandcamp, iTunes, all that. So I encourage people to go check it out. I'm going to end the live stream. But also, uh, so um, now we're going to be listening to a track from the EP. Um I want to start off with a discussion of Jolene, which is a, a song that uh, Dolly Parton had done, and then you guys, I guess, reinvented it or reimagined it, or uh, kind of talk a little bit about how the selection of that song and and how that resonated with you guys. Yeah. Oh man, so it was one of those cases where the song actually chose us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really unique situation. Um, I'd been working on uh, a new instrumental uh, for just a, you know a brand new song, and I sent it to Kaylin. And, you know, instead of writing a part, she sang um, the verse of Jolene over it and sent it back to me. And at first I was confused because I'm like, well, this is Jolene. What does this have to do with the song? And then after like third listen, I was like, oh, wow, I guess that really just, you know, fit in there. So it was was one of those things where, you know, she felt compelled to, um, I, I guess, make this a cover song. So... Yeah, I guess it kind of chose us in a way. Yeah, I guess I'll li- we'll listen a little bit to the original just to give a sense, and then we'll listen to your uh, take on it. So let me play. Um... Spring, your voice is soft like summer rain, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. He talks about you in his sleep, and there's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name, Jolene. And I can easily understand how you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means to me, Jolene.
choice of men, but I could never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. I had to have this talk with you. My happiness depends on you and whatever you decide to do, Jolene. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about kind of the process of uh, the creating the music, and then I'll, I'll do while I'm pulling this up. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, kind of continuing off from from what I was describing before, um, a lot of times I'll send Kaylin an instrumental, and uh, she'll send me back, you know, uh, vocals, uh, synth parts, melodies, and you know, we kind of we'll, we'll both wear the production hat, which is really fun. You know, because you kind of don't know what's going to happen. There's such an infinite range of sounds and such. So we're both always really surprised and both really excited throughout the process. There's a really fun volley that happens. Um, and, and it's cool because, you know, once the two of us are happy at what we make, you know, in the home studio, uh, we'll incorporate, um, you know, uh, another engineer. We, we work with some really great people. Um, two people we worked with on the EP, Mike McAllister, um, Abe Seiferth, um, and also a uh, co-producer, uh, Jamal, who now goes by Radius. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys kind of serve as like, I call them the higher powers in the situation. Yeah. Because, you know, these guys are, have been engineering for, you know, professionally for a really long time, have been, you know, producing some, you know, some legendary acts. Um, so, you know, we'll go into their studio after the fact, and then we'll take, you know, those tracks and, you know, kind of bring them to the next level. Um, and kind of, you know, add all those finishing touches. So uh, it becomes, uh, uh, you know, in the end, like a very collaborative process. Yeah, so in the uh, performances, you play uh, the bass, I guess, or are you play guitar? Or tell us a little more about... Then you have, like, a machine that has the... that infuses the strings through it. Can you tell, like, for those who haven't been to a show, like, how that works, yeah? Oh, man, all right. So, so this is pretty cool. So uh, the instrument I play is known as a bass six. Basically. And it's basically um, the instrument between guitar and bass. It's a sort of hybrid. So yeah. I'm able to get guitar frequencies as well as bass frequencies, um, depending where I am. And that's really cool because, you know, Kaylin and I are just a duo in this group. And it kind of allows me to wear uh, multiple hats without having to switch instruments, uh, per se. Um, and then from there, really, the way I'm getting the, you know, different sounds and such is through... Uh, uh, you know, I, I got a pedal board I run, and uh-huh. uh, you know I'm running various effects. Um, I guess I guess the more prominent ones are a delay uh, via Walrus Audio, um, sub octave via MXR, and uh, of course some dirt and compression via Dark Glass. Cool, cool. So let's listen to Jolene then.
I I really love the kind of meditative quality almost in some of the songs. Kind of it reminds me a little bit of as a listener of kind of what I've been exposed to with the Radiohead and such. You know, kind of the most popular I think of that kind of genre. Would you say? Or uh, I guess he's they, they kind of have brought it into a certain thing. But you have some other bands that you know. Like if you had a uh, band that you could open for, I know you. I, I was reading that your year end goal is to open for a band, a wish list of bands you'd love to open for. Wow. So yeah, there's there's certainly like like quite a wish list, but you know if I had to go for like you know the the top few, uh, I'd certainly say uh, uh, Fanagrams up there, um, the XX, uh-huh. um, oh man, uh, uh, Deftones. Yeah. Good. Good. So um, let's talk a little bit about shows that you've been doing, your experience doing shows, and and meeting people who've been listening to the to the music. Yeah, how was the experience been like doing shows and such? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, we, we didn't really expect to be doing shows so soon. Uh huh. You know, because you know this project w- uh, was born in the studio, uh, which kind of you know it's kind of like you go in reverse almost. And uh, you know, uh, a, a bunch of people reached out to us, and then we're like, oh, you know, like, like, like you guys got to jump on this bill, or you guys got to you know come and and you know and play for us. And we were kind of like, well. I guess we got to put together a live show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of what we've been working on the most is, uh, is really just, uh, honing, you know, in our live show and, uh, you know, and, and making the best representation of these tracks live. And, you know, it's cool. It's been really fun. Uh, there's a certain energy that I guess you can only harness during the live show. So it's been cool to kind of interact with the audience at that level. Good, good. And, uh, and um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the, uh, you know, you're, you are also a poet. Um, yes. So if you talk a little bit about your training in poetry and how maybe that informs uh, some of the work here or just in general. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, I've been writing for most of my life. Uh, I studied uh, poetry at Queens College. Um, great place. Um, and, you know, poetry and like, you know, my background with writing really does inform this project a lot um in particular from a lyrical standpoint um this is the first time i've uh sang in a project um as well as contributed lyrics to uh, a musical project so um it was really fun to to kind of marry those two sides of myself mm-hmm. like there's kind of a, an actualizing feeling in all of it because it's like oh wow well this is this is everything i've been doing now i'm just doing it at the same time um, yeah. so there's, there's been a heavy influence of it and, and it's cool because a lot of times, you know, I'll pull lyrics from just the instrumental, be inspired by like the sounds, but a lot of times I'll start with lyrics and I'll pull sounds and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, moods from the actual lyrics. So that's been really fun. Good, good. 
So um, I understand you, when I, we talked before, you were saying uh, Policia is a big influence. I recently saw them, Policia and Stargaze, in concert. I played a, a song of theirs, Degree, on Truth to Power Show in a previous episode. So it's really good. Sweet. So in a few minutes, we'll play uh, uh, Lay Your Cards Out. But um, Awesome. Yeah, good, good. So let's see. Um, yeah, and then anything else about the the music industry in general, if you want to talk about how your, your feelings towards uh different uh what your goals are what your feelings about the music industry and and all you know now we have so much of this material is becoming more and more accessible to people which is a good thing and a bad thing is double-edged sword i guess you know when you have such a easy accessibility to all this content and it's you know if you can comment a little bit on that or while i pull up the song absolutely um you know it's interesting i feel like just such a controversial topic right now but you know I guess maybe I'm just optimistic, but the way I see it is, yeah, it's, it's always a double-edged sword. And before the whole changeover, so to speak, happened, you know, we were still dealing with the quote-unquote powers that that be, and it was still a struggle from another angle. Yeah. I think that the big uh, advantage that we have now and the positive right now is that all the powers in the artist's hands, uh, you know, to a degree, because, you know, you can go and release music whenever you want. You can have, you know, you could write a song in that same day. That song's online by Friday. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I think being able to control all your own social media and control the rate at which your music comes out, control all the rights to it. You know, if you hustle hard enough, you know, you can get to a pretty unbelievable place, you know, with that sort of access. So that, that's my take on it. Good, good. So let's listen to uh, one of your influences, uh, Police. Uh
Okay, so yeah, so let's focus a little bit more on the, you're talking about the truth, you know, the, one of the themes in the poem, in this uh, show, rather, is, uh, you know, about finding truth and finding ways to empower ourselves, and I really see in your own music, uh, and we'll play, I think, another song from your, your EP uh, at the end of the program, but um, real truth in it, and if you could talk a little bit more about, like, how that's empowering and how finding, you know, in, in the music industry, in my opinion, it seems like, you know, we have such a industry that's manufacturing voices you know and not a room for personal individual truth yeah um i i totally agree with that you know there's a lot of uh just you know kind of cookie cutter like off the conveyor belt things that are Mm. you know pretty easy to to just put together like you know but I, i think that you know we're certainly bringing a level of honesty with our music and uh i think that you know it's important right now to, to, to bring truth and to bring honesty. Cause I feel like that, um, that's really how you connect with people because, you know, you know, you could tell someone, uh, you know, any story they want, but really at the end of the day, you've really done nothing for them. But I feel like if you could play a song and one person, um, sees themselves in it, can relate to it on a personal level, that song might get them through their day, their month, their year, you know what I mean? So I think that, um, more than ever, it's important to bring truth to to music, especially. Yeah, good, good. And uh, this one, well, the next, uh, we'll listen to one more. I think um, we have a few more minutes, but I think Caves will listen to. If you talk a little bit more about the video, now there's a video released on Caves, and I, I think a few, uh, just Caves, or how many music videos did you create and a little bit of the music video process? Oh, man. So um, so we got a uh, an official video for Caves. I was shot by a friend, Kino. Mm-hmm. Um, in Gowanus, actually, a couple blocks away from where I live. And it was an incredible experience. You know, uh, it was our first video. And it really got us close closer to the music because we thought, well, like, you know, what's that atmosphere where we're seeing when we listen to this song? And, like, where's, where does this song live, so to speak? And, uh, you know, caves, you know, comes from a really kind of dark and guttural place. So, you know, we literally went into the... the the kind of like machine yards in Gowanus and we shot in all these really unsafe places. Like we like mm. climbed over this uh, barge on the Gowanus canal and like Kalen's hanging off this like buoy. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah. it was like, it got like truly intense. Um, so I feel like we, we captured some really um, awesome stuff. Yeah. And also I, I saw the notation on the, video that the, some of the shots were filmed in Cuba or I think that they had they integrated some of the Kalen's trip to Cuba yes yeah it's such an interesting juxtaposition you know of the the scene because I did notice one of the cars the classic cars in the shot I was looking for something very Cuba-esque in that shot and I just see the the classic car that sometimes we see in uh in uh I haven't been to Cuba but <laughs> you know I think that uh we, we're most recognizable you know Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That was that was another cool component. Uh, Kaylin actually shot some of the footage uh, herself when she was out in Cuba. Um, it was inspired by this one particular uh, scene, and that that became kind of like a, a repetitive reel during the hook of the song. Good. Good. So uh, I'll play Caves now. Okay. Change it. Oh, 
Okay, so uh, we can talk a little bit more about um, kind of what you're listening to now and uh, any shows you've been to recently uh, of your peers or that you want to plug or that you want to talk about. Oh, man, so um, stuff I'm listening to now. Yeah. Um, wow, it's a crazy a crazy question yeah <laughs> i was asking i was getting a sense of what people are consuming i think we're in a in a culture that that's so easily there's so much stuff out there that you know it's, it's good to know what we're what's coming into us you know i i absolutely agree with that um so so one thing i've been listening to a lot of instrumental music uh-huh. um there's this band right now called talk that i really like uh, it's yeah. t-a-u-k and uh it's interesting it's like real kind of psychedelic but like real groove heavy type music and like i don't know like music that like that helps me relax and kind of think yeah and kind of like i don't know i guess be creative you know while still like relaxing i guess um and then besides that i've been listening to a lot of rap um i really i don't know like i've been super influenced by hip-hop lately you know uh, especially in like death by piano uh all the you know the, the beats and such um and kind of trap elements so like uh i guess like rappers i've been listening to lately um ASAP Rocky, um, Schoolboy Q, um, and like I'm trying to think, it's like some like some like super new, um, really cool rapper uh, XXX Tentacion. Really yeah. cool, really cool stuff. Like, cause it'll go from real hard rap to like almost like radio, like radio hooks. You know, oh, it's cool, cool. So it's like I don't know any anything any, any kind of juxtaposition like that. I think is really exciting. Um, so yeah, um, and then like yeah, kind of just been all over the place uh, music wise. And then like you know, in terms of like bands I'd want to plug, yeah, um, you know, definitely check out uh, the More uh, Dollhouse. Um, check out the Amateur Murder. Um, trying to think who else. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah um, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of great music coming out of Brooklyn right now. Yeah, and what about in general? Like anything you're consuming? Uh, you know, on uh, shows or or books or anything that that catches your eye. That anything, any other ways in which you consume uh, materials or or uh, information or anything that you want to throw out there or talk about. Oh man, uh, TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like a lot of TV I watch is like on Netflix. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I'm really into like I don't even care. I'm really into WWE. Yeah. Like, like there's something I don't know what it is. I've been watching it since I was five. Yeah, but I, I'm really into WWE. Yeah, something very like theatrical about it and very like over the top. You know? Yes. That's like almost a very interesting. Like a uh, uh, for me, it's like a piece of uh, theater. You know? It yeah. truly is. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I, f- I discovered the show Counterpart, which I thought I'd plug. Uh, <laughs> it's on Stars, and it's it's uh, really interesting. It's got deals with. Uh, it almost has like an alternate reality. Like uh, this guy meets his uh, double from another uh, version of this reality. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. But, uh, you know, I think that a lot of times even in the shows, the atmosphere of the show seems to be inform kind of the um, kind of the, the post matrix, you know, kind of the uh, the uh, in, in the arts now we kind of seem to be going towards like uh, appreciation of meta realities and yes. and uh, self-referential realities and stuff mm. like that. I must feel like those kinds of uh, genres are very in tune with your aesthetic. You know, it's like, because it seems like it's very like the uh, dark wave and all that has, to, has a very in tune with meta reality and with meta music maybe, you know? Wow. Um, I, I would definitely agree with you yeah. on that. You know, um, I think there's, there's a lot, uh, like a lot of the music is meta. Like you know, there's a lot of times I feel like in this in the song where, um, you know, like I'm in the story, but I'm like I'm I'm looking at myself. You know, yeah. it's kind of this like almost out of body thing. You know, and like I, I kind of see myself like up, you know, uh, you know, up on a peak somewhere, and I'm almost being like, you know, watch out. You know. Yeah, because it seems to be like some narrative threads. Although when I'm listening to the music, um, it takes a little while, re-listens to get to that. So those places where you're really hearing the the because uh, for me the as a listener in your music you know the the beat and the vocals come through and then I listen again and I'm like getting to that place where I'm finding the characters and the little narrative threads which uh, especially in uh, caves and in countdown uh, we, we find those kind of places of the um, 
Yeah, I've talked a little bit about that and how you kind of how it, maybe that, those narrative threads are influenced by your poetry. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, caves. <clears throat> uh, talk about caves a little bit. Caves is interesting. Uh, you know, in terms of its narrative, mm. um, because uh, I wrote the chorus part, um, or the hook, if you will, first, um, and uh, I sent the song to Kaylin. Um, you know, with just with just the hook on it. So she mm. had you know my melody and lyrics. And then she she wrote her part, um, you know. I guess it was it was almost like in response um, to what I had done, and it, and it was interesting because she had a unique exp- uh, perspective, and I had a unique perspective. But there was this through line through it all somehow, and um, you know, I guess um, you know some common themes that uh, we both shared. Yeah, I noticed on the. Uh... YouTube video, when I looked at the lyrics to have them written down, there was a little asterisk that said uh, something about M-Train from, like, a line was taken from Patti Smith's M-Train. Can you tell a little bit about that? Oh, yes. So, um, so Kaylin um, actually uh, sampled or uh, derived some of the some of the lyrics from uh, some Patti Smith's M-Train. Um, and it, it, was, it was interesting um, because when I first heard it, you know, I couldn't tell what part was sampled because it, it would all became. It was all so fluid. Yeah. So it was almost as if she she took a bit of the the desperation and kind of like uh, energy from Patti Smith and kind of propelled herself um, into the song that way. So that, that was that was pretty cool. Interesting, interesting. So we'll take a moment to listen to in a second too. But first, well, I was going to listen to um, Fantagram. Uh, Nothing but trouble. So, yes. how did that song uh, influence you, or how did, or this group? And is is it more along the lines of? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Or, yeah. oh man, so so yeah, this is a really important song. Um, it's interesting. It's it's one of the this is one of the the songs I I, I heard when I was first getting um, inspired to do a project like this, and um, there's something you know, there is this uh, something about the vibe, um, you know. It, it told me like, you know, you just got to go and do what you want to do, and yeah. and and not really worry about the the repercussions so much. And like, I don't mean that in terms of like, you know, my like my real life contact. I mean like musically. But, yeah, of but, course, yeah. But but you know, like you know, you got you got to take some risks, and you gotta and you got to you have to get a little bit wild. So um, you know, so this track in particular kind of gave me some some inspiration, and I guess some courage to kind of take that plunge. Good, good. Let's go listen to it.
So um, now you're, you're going to be having a, now since your EP came out today, you'll be having a um, a show coming up. I think it's May 2nd, you said? Yes, May 2nd. At Our Wicked Lady? That's the spot. Good, good. So they can go to deathpiepianonyc.com, I think, to find out more. And you have some shirts and such available. I got I got the shirt on right now. Nice. Death by Piano. So um, we have a few more minutes, and then um, we can talk a little bit more about what's next for you and how you're evolving and how this whole process of, uh, you know, um, show playing and doing the process has changed your sound or maybe evolved into something. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> oh man. So, <clears throat> you know, sorry about that. Um, you know, playing shows has already influenced us a lot. Um, you know, for one thing, um, our music is, you know, totally derived from uh, you know, digital beats and programming, mm. and uh, <clears throat> playing live uh made us want to incorporate, I guess, more of the organic elements. Um, you know, for one thing, you know, we're playing live, um, you know, bass and keys and synth, but now we're like, oh, maybe, uh, incorporating a live drummer could be a cool thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, kind of like opening up the show like that. So it's been, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, it's, it's interesting what happens when you, when you take something live, like you, it starts to kind of take on a life of its own. Yeah. Like I was mentioning with, uh, Plesio, they, they joined with Stargaze, which is, a they did like an orchestral uh, component to it wow. so they had them the lead singer was like had the, the the pedal where she was manipulating the um the tech aspects of it or the beat aspects and then you had the full like orchestra behind her. it was like 12 people on the stage it was pretty crazy you know that's unbelievable yeah it'd be interesting to see you guys uh team up with maybe an orchestral set and do something similar you know it'd be so amazing you know that would be that'd be the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Any other goals you have um, as far as like benchmarks or things you're looking for? Um, you know, kind of to push yourselves. Oh man, um, mm, that that's a really good question. I, I yeah. guess I guess like you know, uh, like immediate uh, goals are just you know, um, you know, getting this EP out to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know. Uh, to continue to get you know it's been getting a really positive response so far so um you know hopefully that keeps coming in and uh and i guess like you know further from that is to you know uh you know find our way onto a, a national um you know bill of some sort uh you know and uh and to start to play out you know across the country good good that'd be great i really i really uh you know hope that happens and i think that it will because you, your sound is so powerful and and for me as a listener i think it really is quite moving so oh, yeah thank you thank you so uh any other closing thoughts you want to say or we can listen to another song and we can just uh we have a few more minutes but just a few more minutes and then oh man uh closing thoughts um you know i guess um you know in the spirit of like this ep and everything you know it's it's certainly um great to be here and uh i, I thank my bandmate who couldn't make it today kaylin yeah um you know, for trusting me and for being, um, you know, a really good friend and yeah. collaborator through this. Um, and I guess, like, to, like, anyone listening, um, you know, I wouldn't have gotten here if I hadn't listened to myself and I hadn't allowed myself to be myself. Um, and nothing more than that. You know, uh, amazing things happen when you, uh, you just do what you think is cool and you stop listening to, you know, everyone else around you. Great, great. So I just want to tell listeners, thank you so much for that. And tell listeners that Choose the Power Show is every Thursday at 9 a.m. And this is uh, on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Or on the, you can download the app to your iPhone or Android and listen to it, uh, you know, at 9 a.m. on Thursdays every, every, uh, every time. Or you can listen to it on Podomatic, which is uh, another platform. It's, it's pretty much available on Podomatic, iTunes. And I'm uploading it to Mixcloud. So, um Shortly, it'll be fully uploaded to Mixcloud, in which case Mixcloud is doing a uh, best of. So, like, they're doing the best of. So, they have a nomination available for the best talk shows, best online radio platforms. So, if you've been enjoying this talk, please go to Mixcloud.com and, and, and just figure out, you know, uh, on my page on Facebook, uh, VJR Nathan Poet, you'll find a link to the... Um, 
to the nomination form. So I hope everyone will nominate either Truth to Power show as the best um, online talk show or, or Ready for Brooklyn as the best online platform. And uh, you can uh, follow me on Facebook at VGR Nathan Poet, as I mentioned, and Twitter, Truth to Power show. And in that case, it's uh, the number two is in there. And then uh, if you'd like to be a guest or if you know someone you'd like to be a guest, uh, write to truthtopowershow at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. And then uh, also I just want to mention that, um, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization, and we rely on listeners like you. It sounds a little bit like PBS's talk, but, uh, you know, we rely on listeners like you to support the station and to give a, a global voice to uh, local Brooklyn and independent artists uh, or neighborhood stations. So I hope you'll go to radioforbrooklyn.com and um, try out the Patreon method, which is a way to donate or sponsor this show. Radioforbrooklyn.com backslash truth to power. And you, know, you can just donate like a dollar or two uh, to the monthly cost of upkeeping the show. So it'd be great to have your support or even just write in and tell, tell us, you know, what you think, tell me or uh, t- your favorite guests and all this kind of stuff. So and I'll have a dialogue and I'll read some of the emails on air. So thanks so much, Jay. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you. Thank you.
I will give, but time.